Good morning, welcome to Grace Point. It's wonderful to see everybody today. I see more people are coming in. Welcome if you can hear me. So this morning we just want to rejoice in all that God has done. This last week we had our backpack giveaway. We were able to give away 148 backpacks this week. one of you, for those of you who gave of your time to serve, to prepare, to make sure that things are set up, those who broke down, those who worked at activities, cooked, all of those things, this event would not have occurred and we would not have been able to bless our community without the contribution of each and every one of you. Those of you who gave finances so that we could buy the food, so that we could buy the backpacks, those who donated the school supplies so we could stuff the backpacks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our God is a good God, and he is a generous God, and we are seeing it growing in his people from week to week, and I cannot tell you how much that blesses us, and it fuels the joy of the Lord in us. And we know that the word of God says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if you need strength today, look at what God is doing. Find joy in that and be strengthened. He will sustain you. It is those things that we can thank him and praise him for and find joy in that carries us through the difficult times. So thank there's a, you. There's a danger in trying to say thank you for certain things because you'll leave somebody out. So if you got left out, we apologize. It's not anybody's intent. There's so many things that went on behind the scenes preparing for this Absolutely. last weekend. It was, it, there's so many things that were done that nobody knows, but God knows. And so we just, that's where, where the heart of the thank you is coming from. You're given your time, your talent, your treasure, your touch, or even your, your talk, your verbal support. Um, all of it contributed to everything that God did this last weekend. So, yes, yes. we're thankful. Good News Tuesday. We will be meeting here Tuesday night, 6.30. Um, a time to spend to worship and praise God for what he's doing and calling on him to do even greater things. So time to testify and to give him glory and to beseech him, to pray, to ask for even more on behalf of one another, our community and our world. So that has been a powerful time. It has increased the level of our trust in God. It increases our faith to hear the reports of the Lord. And we overcome by the word or by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and not loving our own lives unto the death. Amen. When we put Christ first, He takes care of business better than any of us could any day. So we just we want to grow in our faith and we repent of our unbelief. Every area that we see where we are not trusting God, God, we ask that you forgive us. And increase our faith. We are on week 26. Are you doing this? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, March 4th. Week 26. We're on week 26 this week, reading through the Bible. Um, two things. If you've been following along and you've been reading with us, if you hold up your hand and drop your thumb, we've now completed one-fifth of the Bible, if you're reading it together with us. And that's something to celebrate, because can to encourage that, and we wanted to do it together, okay? So thank you if you're participating. If you started and fell off the wagon, jump back in. It's not about doing it perfect. 
We walk with Christ because every time we fall down, we get back up and say, Lord, forgive me, help me again. Okay, so same thing with Bible reading. If you got on and you said, yes, I'm going full guns, and you fell off after a couple of weeks, doesn't matter. Pick up the bookmarker on the table back there. Jump back in again where we're at. Don't try to catch up. Just jump in where we're at and follow along. Also, I'm a believer. We'll be starting back up on Sunday the 8th. Okay, this is a class. Two weeks. Can we have everybody who was part of I'm a Believer before just stand up real quick? I know Sherry's standing up in the back. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, there's Jeff. Melissa's out there somewhere. She's back there. All these guys have been through I'm a Believer uh, together with us. And it was just a time of, of getting in the Word together and learning how to pray more effectively for the things that God is doing. And a time of... Um, pushing people out, kind of, to start leading group, groups of their own. Because every believer is called a priest. Every believer is, is somebody that should be able to share the gospel with other people in one way, shape, or form. And so we're doing everything we can to encourage that. Um, so we got that class starting up um, uh, the 8th of September. Two weeks. And we have it at 1 o'clock, 1.15, right here in the church on Sundays. All right? Is that everything? Everything. Roll film, Linda. Pastor's got a welcome Roll. for us. Roll. <laughs> hey, Pastor Don here. Thank you for choosing Grace Point Church this morning. We are so happy and pleased that you are here. You are welcome here. I pray that all your needs will be met today. God bless you. If you've been walking the same old road Hi, my name is Jeff. This is my wife, Melissa. We are trying to help less fortunate to be more prosperous in the future by feeding them. We're, we're going through the holidays and helping people as much as we can. People can get involved by donating food or money or participating. Um, come see either Jeff or I. Grace Point Church is moving forward in the Word of God together through something we call March 4th. I'm going to show you how you can get involved. Look for our yearly schedule and our bookmarkers right here on the corner of the table as you come in in the morning. Come a few more steps in and what you find is our church calendar. You can also find us on Facebook at Grace Point Church, Pulaski, New York. We hope you'll join with us at March 4th. Stand up with me this morning in honor of the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, where two or more are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. So Jesus is here with us for every person whose heart longs to be close to him. Amen? Thank so let's give a shout this morning. Mighty God.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Thank you, Father, for another day, Lord Jesus. This is the day you have made. We'll be glad and rejoice in it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Without you, are nothing. Bond us, Jesus. Make us as one, Father. We rejoice in you. We give you all the glory and praise.
in the Lord. Father, today we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. For your goodness, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word that, that brings new life to each soul, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for revelation of your word that speaks the truth of it and helps us, Lord God, to understand what it's saying to us for each circumstance, for each need. Lord God, we give you freedom to move here today. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. Lord God, I thank you for each family here today. Bless each one. Bless each one, I pray. Thank you. Give you freedom to move here today. Jesus. I'd like you to sing that song once again. But today I want you to open up your heart, to lift up your hands. But the most important part is to, to allow God to examine your hearts, as we examine our hearts, and, and just to realize that our God is not here to beat us up, but to save us, to redeem us. To, to bring us together, to unite us. Yes, Father. That we'd become that, that army. That we would become free from all that binds us. So as we sing it once more today, realize that we are free to rejoice. We are free to walk. We are free to talk about our God, the mighty one, the redeemer. Let's sing it once again. Sing it from your heart. All right into his presence.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. We give you freedom here. We thank you that you love us, Lord God. You know us, yet you love us anyways. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Remember that our God is a loving God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father chastises those he loves. You may be seated today. Anytime you feel chastised in, in, in the Lord, know that it's because He loves us. Amen? We guide, he guides a child. A father guides a child. And, and if we don't do that, guess what? The child runs wild, doesn't he? Many of us have wild child. <laughs> Anybody raise a wild child? I think we all have. Guess what? God, uh, God gives us hope even in those times that if we raise them up in the way, they'll not part when they grow older, when they become wise. Uh, whatever age that might be. Praise the Lord. That means it will come, but uh, at some age. Amen? Our ushers will come forward. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for the privilege of gathering together and being your church together this morning, Lord. Also, Lord, for the privilege of continuing our worship, Lord, and our giving this morning, Lord. We just pray that uh, everything that's giving today, Lord, would, uh, that you would use it uh, to great effect, Lord, that it would produce souls for your kingdom, Lord, that it will encourage the saints, Lord, 
And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So I'd like to give thanks, as we've given thanks already, but I'd like to thank our, our workers for this last weekend. It was a great success. Many came through the doors. We had, uh, I think, the greatest number we've had in service since I've been here. Uh, but it was a good thing. And uh, for those who gave to the backpack uh, uh, donations, uh, many workers, many dollars, and, and hey, there was light. Praise the Lord. Did a wedding yesterday, what, Friday. Friday. I'm trying to find those lights. I'm turning the dial. And guess what? You've got to push on the light thing to get it to work. So <laughs> then it's a dimmer thing. So learn something there too as I was in the dark. But, uh, praise the Lord. I thank you for the workers. I thank you for those who gave to the backpacks. But there was, yes, as we, you know, if you start naming people, we forget somebody. But I would like to thank one in particular that I saw. And I know there was more that, that as we had our raffles, I say raffles, they were tickets you were given. And, and you just put it in. There was nothing that we paid for because uh, our community donated. But, but uh, Trish won a bike. Where is she? She isn't even here. She's probably in the back helping the children's worker. But she won a bike, and she gave that bike back that, that someone else could have it. And that really spoke to my heart. You know, our young people would have a heart. The bike was probably a little small for her. She could have easily kept it, ride it, done nothing, give it to somebody herself. But she chose to put it back in and, and uh, that some other young person would have a bike. So, you know, it just, uh, it just speaks to my heart when our young people... Uh, step out and do something in faith and, and show grace to somebody else. It really spoke to my heart. So, and there's so many others. I know others got things and gave them to other folks. I saw that happening before our young people. For me, it spoke to my heart. For MPM, uh, many of you know there's been a shake and a change in our network, our group of churches. Uh, Pastor Derek has gone to Florida, and I wanted to address that a little bit uh, because many have questions and Many have heard rumors and all these crazy things go on when there's no discussion. So I want to discuss with you just for a moment and about the main thing, the MPM. The MPM is Mercy Point Ministries. It is the, the modem that which we use to support our missionaries and to advance the churches in our network. So it is still there. It's still in place. It's not a fund, Derek. It's not a fund, anything else at this point other than it is that which we give to. If you're given to missions, it goes to MPM. If you're given to MPM for churches expansion, it all goes into the MPM funds. Uh, it is used for those purposes. It's designated money. And so I tell you, you can still use that, continue to use that. Uh, it is secured money for the purpose of missionary and building up the churches in our network. So uh, as well as Cuba, we still support Cuba uh, as a missionary thing. And that's what it was originally set up for. Uh, but it, we are still supporting Cuba, we are still supporting the missionaries from this church and in the network, but the money goes into what we call MPM account, okay? So I just wanted to explain that. Anybody got any questions on that? I don't normally take answers and questions, but I want everybody to understand that. Any questions? Pastor Derek has moved to Florida. He's gone to Florida. He's no longer a part of the network. There's no issues. It's other than, than he feels called there and the logistics of running something from Florida or, or even from here and running Florida really doesn't, doesn't work. So we are still, our goal is to build strong churches. We have those in our network already. We want to build them stronger, which means uh, uh, 
There's been a change in the CEO, or at least temporarily until I believe it needs to be ratified. Uh, that is yours truly, which I never asked for, don't really look forward to. It's been a miserable two or three weeks. But I tell you, it is a blessing of God, and, and it just makes uh, a little more responsibility, that's all. But it's a clarity, and it gives me, even I, where I had questions, it's a whole lot of clarity when you have to go through everything. And, be, and, and isn't it the way God works? If you have questions and you don't get answers, all of a sudden he throws you in the midst of it for you have answers. You know? So be careful what you ask for. If you want clarity, ask for it and receive it. But I tell you, uh, be careful or God will throw you in the midst of it for you will have deep clarity. It's like teaching children. You, know, you learn by teaching because you prepare for the, answer, the questions. So, so at any rate, uh, more on that to come. Uh, I'm not here to puff myself up. In fact, I, I, I feel like uh, it's not a high position, it's a low position because it's something that you're accountable to all and to God and, and takes time. And, and uh, if anybody has time, come and see me. I'd like to purchase a little of that cheap. Uh, but uh, praise the Lord. So that's, the, that's that. Um, Continue to give to MPM. If your mission goes to MPM, if you do it online, give your, your, your uh, missionary support or church expansion uh, to that. Our heart is still to reach churches, uh, but right now the immediate goal, uh, at least for me, is to make sure the churches we have are strong. Uh, there's churches in our network that, that need people to come alongside and do a greater work instead of just going status quo, we need to build each church and to each church be strong. And that's, that's going to be our focus for a short season anyways, just to take each church and make sure that our missionaries get the support that we have supported them with and, and do that faithfully. So, so praise the Lord. I hope that answers questions, uh, if not raises more questions and answers. So, well, we better pray again after all that. You know, I felt a heaviness today. And many, I believe, were... We're praising and worship. I just sense the heaviness in hearts. I don't know if it's circumstances or my own circumstance. But Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you would take this service, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit, Lord, that it would be an overflowing flow, Lord God, not just a just a trickle, but Lord God, that you would overflow to the overflowing point, Lord God, that that which you give, that we would freely give out, Father. Lord God, that you would receive the glory. No man would take credit for that which you have done or doing, but Lord God, that you would be glorified in every sense of the word, in our actions, in our deeds, what we say. For Lord God, you receive all glory and honor. We thank you for the victory, Lord God. And Lord God, we give you permission to do what you must do in us, that you might work greater things through us this day. That I might decrease, that you would increase, Lord God. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A downer moment for a high time, amen. Praise the Lord. God is good, amen? amen. Amen. God is good all the time. Come on, all the time, God is good. You're supposed to repeat this back. God is good, amen? All the time, God is good. There you go. We have to constantly remind ourselves of that. Because as we remind ourselves of that, that's the testimony. The blood of the Lamb has already been shed, amen? So it's the word of our testimony, the word of the, uh, the testimony of the word itself that brings us to a point of the increased faith. You know, faith arising, we sang. And that happens just that way. That we receive God, the blood of God, and then we understand that, that 
that uh, our faith grows because the Word begins to reveal things to us. Amen? You ever speak without thinking? <laughs> I'm king of that. I'm learning to keep my mouth shut until, I, that I, until my ears hear both, both ears hear the same thing. You know, sometimes we hear one thing from one ear and the other ear saying, no, that can't be right. But I tell you, when both ears begin to hear the same thing, then we begin to, to speak. You ever pray without, um, um, and then respond without getting an answer? I think we all have done that. And, and, then, and many times that, that's a setup for failure, isn't it? Or, or hardship, or, or even strong, harsh circumstance, it seems like, in our lives. Sometimes we, we do what seems what is right, but yet we do it the wrong way, don't we? I don't know why I'm speaking these things today, other than that's what God spoke to me last night. And, and as one of, this is one of these messages, it's a last minute thing, but God is always on time. You know, we, we, we say things and react with uh, impulsiveness, uh, uh, rashness, and sometimes it's furiously that we speak. Man, we want to just speak sometimes. Our mouth wants to run. That's why God speaks to us about our tongues. And forgetting that, that everything that we do, every act that we have, everything we say affects somebody else. Ever forget about how it affects somebody else? You know, we just got to say it. Oh, we got to defend God. We get to thinking we got to defend Jesus. And I tell you, it, it, really, it, it is really fighting flesh with flesh when we do these things. Our flesh begins to battle and our, and our mouth begins to speak and, and we begin to focus on a, a circumstance rather than to focus on those around us that we are called to influence in a certain way. You know, we call it a justified anger. Oh, I'm justified in what I say or do. But I tell you, I think it's really an unholy zeal when we do these things if it's not God speaking through us. It's an unholy zeal, a zeal to perhaps speak for God, perhaps to, to make the situation different, take it into our own hands. I'm going to change this circumstance. Peter did it. Oh, foot-shaped Peter and Don, you know, we all do the same thing. You can put your name in there if you choose. All these things were at work at the time Jesus was arrested. You know, we, I spoke about Jesus being arrested, and I think probably every other pastor has a dozen times as well. But this time I want to talk to you today about the ear. The ear. The cut-off ear. Everybody knows about the cut-off ear. And I don't think Peter meant to cut the ear off. I think he meant to kill the man. I think he swung his sword at the man's head, and I think the man moved his head, and, and he, cut, he cut off his ear. And we know that, that what Jesus, how he responded. But I want to take you through that process, because these things that I've just spoke to you about, really, is the things that were at play right at that moment. He spoke, he was defending Jesus, he, he saw the crowd coming to arrest him, and, and they all knew, but I want to tell you today that it was right after prayer, we know that they were praying in, the, in Gethsemane, wasn't they? Remember Jesus said, why are you sleeping? Three times He came back. He talked to them about being tempted. And what happened almost immediately? They saw the crowd and the mob coming, didn't they? They saw the Roman soldiers coming to arrest Jesus. And I tell you today, even though we spend time in prayer, even time we spend time with Jesus, and we even ask the right question, because I'm going to show you in, 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 in Luke where, where the question was asked, do we draw our sword? But I tell you, they didn't wait for the answer, and so instantly he grabbed the sword and he swung. 
It wasn't the, the, the sword, the word of God that he was swinging. It was swinging in the flesh to defend Jesus. Or so he thought. He thought he was doing a holy thing, a righteous thing. But in the end, it wasn't a righteous thing at all, was it? Because Jesus told him to put the sword away. Jesus was praying and returned three times. We know that story. And, and he told him to watch and pray that you not fall into temptation. And quickly temptation came. Man, sometimes we pray and so many times we wait till the temptation already came before we pray. <laughs> and that's okay. We need to do that when we're tempted. But I tell you, we need to pray before the temptation comes. And even then, if we don't wait till the answer comes, we will still fall and do the wrong thing, even though we may do it for the right reason. Defend the wrong person. Might be defending somebody, but guess what? If we do it in the wrong way, is it defending them at all? Because what is the purpose of all the things that we do? You have to, have to answer that question yourself. Hopefully the answer is that all would come to know Jesus Christ and His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. But I tell you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four Gospels record the arrest of Jesus and the cut-off ear. All four Gospels. Do you realize also it's the last miracle Jesus did before His death? The last miracle Jesus did before His death was to replace that ear. Replace that ear. And it wasn't a soldier's ear. And I preached this part of it one time and my wife says, it wasn't the way it was because I said they shut the soldier's ear off. Remember that years ago? It was right here. She says, no, Don. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I've never forgotten it. I've forgiven her. <laughs> I've forgiven her, but I re- no. <laughs> See, they were at a time in prayer in Gethsemane. They were all praying, but yet they were, they were so secure in who Jesus was that they forgot that, and they didn't understand that things were about to change. They were about to change. See, God does different things. Even though for different seasons He does them a different way, God is still God. He still loves them. But, but some, it was about to be a transition between the Old and the New Testament. Amen? A time where, where we begin to live by grace and mercy and, and not so much by the law, though the law has never been done away with. You know, the... They were at a time of prayer. I tell you, the mob was coming. The swords and the clubs are carrying. And, and the kiss of Judas came. All these emotions going on. Can you imagine? You've been praying. You're with Jesus. You're there praying. You're there sleeping. Whatever you're doing, they were sleeping apparently at least three times. But they looked up and they, after this time of prayer, the mob was coming. The swords and the clubs they saw. Jews, Judas, one of the twelve disciples gave Jesus the kiss, didn't he? And then the question came from the disciples. Remember I said I'm going to show you. In Luke 22, 49, and all four Gospels speak about this, this arrest of Jesus in the year. Luke twenty two forty nine 49 says, When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our sword? They've been in a time of prayer and now they're speaking to Jesus. And I tell you, that's still a time of prayer. And they, and they see the things coming quickly. And, and what happens? 
Matthew 26, 51 says, One of Jesus' companions, and they tell you it was Peter, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Lord, should we draw our sword? Then jumping up, boom, and he grabbed the sword. Jesus didn't even have time to say, no, don't draw the sword. Jesus didn't have time to say, no, that's not the plan. Jesus didn't have time to, to grab him by the hand or anything. He jumps up, he swings his sword, I believe, to kill the, kill the man, but yet just struck his ear off. Just struck his ear. He's got two ears, right? What's the problem? <laughs> See, I tell you today that, that Peter asked the question, but he didn't wait for the answer. Peter asked the right question. He was defending Jesus as Lord for it seems like the right reason. But I tell you, he didn't wait for the answer. And I tell you today that Jesus doesn't need defending. We are to give an account why we believe what we believe. But I tell you, Jesus doesn't need defending because His Word, His Spirit will prove Him to be who He is and who He always said He would be. And, and His promises will come true just like every one that He's already spoken has come true to this point. We don't need to defend Jesus. We need to be His ambassadors. We need to be more like Jesus and try to, instead of trying to be Jesus and take our, everything into our own hands. We are responsible for what we do. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not telling you we shouldn't give them the word of Jesus. But no man come to the Father unless what? The Spirit draw them. It's not to get hit in the head with the Bible that draws them. It's not even our word. It's Jesus' word that draws them. By the Spirit of God. The revelation of God. So this is a lesson that we need to learn even in these days when there's so much pressure and so much doubt and so much denial and, and so much even cutting off the Word of Jesus. But I tell you, as much as man tries to cut the Word off, the more and more Jesus will reveal His truth using us. Peter asked the question, but he didn't wait for the answer. Why? Because he was impatient. He wasn't getting an answer. Of course, he didn't wait long. But it's like us, we get impatient. Lord, you didn't hear me, or, or Lord, I, I, I guess you just want me to do it on my own. What are you laughing about over there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You've seen me do it, right? He was impulsive. Man, when we do something impulsive, I tell you, we are apt to get in trouble. People buy impulsively. They buy things that they can't afford because it looks good, or you can see yourself in it. But I tell you, when you get out the other side, when you, you say, man, what have I done? And only time shows you what you've done. And sometimes it don't take much as we see Peter immediately cut off the ear. He had no concern. I think he had concern, but he, he forgot how it would affect everybody around him. Can you imagine? He cut off the ear, and yet here's a mob and soldiers, what that could have escalated into. Guess what? All ten disciples could have been killed. What do you mean Ten. Well, Judas brought the kiss, and Peter's already reacted, so at least ten more. <laughs> There's twelve, right? So how about the other ten? It could have been the demise of all twelve. Started a reaction. Boom, because we reacted, somebody else reacted in another way. In this case, they come to arrest Jesus, and it could have been the end. Jesus had a purpose, didn't he, for what he was doing. He knew what, he wasn't surprised about what happened. In fact, he warned them to pray and to pray, and even as we pray, we fail. 
See, they use the flesh, the sword of the flesh, which is which is the strength and the and the impulsiveness and and the impatience of mankind itself. But the but the sword, yes, we are to swing the sword of God. But I tell you, the sword of God is the word, and we are to use the spirit of God to speak it in a gentle manner. The sword has a great value. It's the word of God, is it not? But how are we swinging it? Are we doing it impulsively? Are we impatient? So we begin to hammer somebody with the Word of God? Guess what? He talks about planting seeds, doesn't he? Planting seeds is a slow process. You till the soil and you roll back a little, put in a seed, and you wait for the seed. (laughs) And you wait for the seed. You ever have a garden and all of a sudden you begin to dig the seed up to see if the seed's growing? <laughs> I think we've all done it. Get impatient and, and it seems like the smaller the seed, the longer it takes to come out of the ground. Even though the, the seed, the smaller it is, the, the less you're supposed to plant it in depth. Twice the depth of the seed. Man, a radish seed, it doesn't have to be very deep. Corn seed gets planted deeper. Bigger seed, twice the depth. See, he swung, he swung the sword of the flesh. And I tell you today that, 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 that as we swing the sword of the flesh, we'll do more harm to those around us than we'll do good. It could have been the demise of all 12 of the disciples right there. And who would carry on the Word of God? God had a purpose and a plan. The sword of God is the Word, and that Word doesn't destroy. That Word restores and renews. It's a different purpose, isn't it? The sword of God is to renew and to refresh and, and, and to revive. It doesn't kill and destroy as the flesh against flesh kills and destroys. He hastily reacted, reacted from his flesh, defending Jesus, fighting flesh with flesh. <laughs> what does the Bible say? We don't fight against flesh and blood, do we? Oh, but we want to. We want to take it into our own hands. He said, pray that you not fall into temptation. Temptation is to do things out of the flesh instead of through the Spirit of God's Word. Have you cut off anybody's ear lately? (laughs) Swinging the fleshly sword with your with your words or with your actions, arguing and fighting and defending and all these crazy things. Amen or ouch. Amen puts it under the blood of God, I agree, and ouch means I'm guilty. I'd rather put it on I'd rather say amen and I agree, amen. <laughs> I agree it's the God of word of God. And yes, I've failed, so we ask for forgiveness and do it differently the next time. But I tell you that that Peter got an opportunity to do it differently. Why? Because our God heals the ones we wound, doesn't He? Even the ones that we wound in in what we think is the right manner, God, Jesus picked up the ear and He put the ear back. So God can restore them wounds that we caused even if we do it what seems like a right manner, but yet we do it wrong. But I tell you also, He forgives Peter who done the deed. He restored both of them, didn't he? Matthew 26, 52, Jesus speaking said, Put the sword back in place, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. 
We have Jesus, the one who, who heals us and, and that which that uh, heals all the wounds that someone else caused. But he also heals us who caused the wounds. He put the ear back on. He told him to put your sword away. See, he said, put your sword away. Did he say, put your sword away? What does it say? Put your sword away. Whose sword are you going to use? Are you going to use your sword to do the battle for Jesus? Are you going to use the sword that God gives us, the Word, and in a proper manner with the, with the, the desire, the results, the, the plan is that all would come to know Jesus? If that is first our goal, then how are we going to get to the goal? It's not by swinging our sword, our word, our desire. It's about being a part of Jesus' desire, telling them that it's planting the seeds of, of His sword. Amen? The sword that heals and restores and renews and revives, not does damage. Our sword will wound, kill, separate, and do damage. The fleshly sword. He put the ear back on and Jesus forgave Peter for his lack of self-control. God forgives us for our lack of control at times. You know, that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, how do I know if I'm acting in the Spirit? Begin to, to study Corinthians. It talks about the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit. Wait, is it Corinthians? No, it's not Corinthians. Galatians, there you go. The fruit of the Spirit. Begin to study. Told you that's the thorn in my side. Where do I find it? Constantly searching. <laughs> but if we're searching God's Word, you're going to find something good. And you might find something you're not even searching for. Peter was searching to defend Jesus and, and using all his strength and, and, and quick about it. It would seem like a holy zeal, but I tell you, it's an unholy zeal because it was for the wrong purpose. None of us are exempt from temptation. Jesus says to pray that you not fall into temptation. We're tempted to be angry and we're tempted to fear and we're tempted to judge others and many times we're tempted to deal harshly with someone. But yet Jesus, oh, He tipped over tables. Everybody remembers the time He tipped over the tables. <laughs> Everybody's going to remember the one time you hit your thumb and you said an ungodly word. How many times have they heard us say, Lord, forgive me? And ask them to forgive you. And how quickly that de deactivates or defuels that fire. You're right. Lord, forgive me. Oh, we don't go there though, do we? <laughs> We're swinging the sword. We're cutting off ears. We're causing offenses. Thank God we have His amazing grace that covered both men. He healed the ear, the hurt that had been taking place. He forgave Peter, the one who caused the hurt. Why? Because they both had 
a great work to do. The one who had his ear healed, can you imagine the stories he had to tell? My ear was cut off and Jesus placed it, replaced it. The whole, the army saw it, the soldiers, people with clubs. Of course, then Jesus goes on to talk, if you read the word about, did you come to me as I was a criminal or something? You know, that's a whole different subject. But he spoke to them about how they came to get him. But first he dealt with those who cut off the ear. His amazing grace covered both. And, and I tell you, it will cover you and me. He forgives us for, for the lack of discipline. And, and he replaced the ear that, that we have cut off. But He does the work, guys. He does the work. We can pray and think we're doing things right, but if we haven't heard from God, then we're doing it in the flesh. That doesn't mean, Lord, I'm going to sit here and you're going to bring me food or you're probably going to die because He, <laughs> he, he wants us to get up and work, doesn't He? He wants us to move, continually moving forward. But I tell you, He will heal those who we have caused hurt. And He will heal us for those who have hurt us as well. He's no respecter of person. He loves us all the same. So when you think about the year, remember that it was in a time when, when they were already in prayer. He spoke to them about the temptation. We can think about the mob coming and the swords, man, this demands an instant. You ever get to a place where you say, I gotta do something now? The mob is coming. The soldiers are coming. What were they gonna what were ten gonna do? They could die in a righteous manner, right standing maybe. I'm not telling we should fear the odds, but I tell you we have to have a little common sense. Jesus was there. He tells them about, you think I couldn't call down the leagues, the angels? And <laughs> Guess what? He still can. It still does. It may seem like the swords and the clubs and everybody's against you speaking in your ear. How do you respond? Do we cast people out that, that their salvation go with them before they really receive it? Or do we allow God to continue to do the work and we plant a few more seeds? It's a tough question at times. In the moment, when the argument and the fighting's going on, what do we say to them? Then all of a sudden comes the Holy One who gives you a kiss. Man, my brother come alongside me for a, what seemed like an evil purpose. But yet this had to be part of God's plan. <clears throat> oh, but... I asked the right question. Lord, should we draw the sword? (laughs) Lord, should I do this? Lord, should I do that? Instantly, we go do what we want to do anyways. (laughs) See, that's why we need to know God, to know the heart of God, to know the Word of God. Because those things need to be our first reaction. If we don't know those things... That's just like somebody coming to you and say, oh, Pastor Don did this or that. If you know me well enough and it's so far off of, of, of who my character is, hopefully you'll say, no, that's not him at all. 
But if we know the Lord, the one and the perfect one, if we know his word, we don't have to we don't have to look at the counterfeit bills and know every one of them. We need to know the one true one. Amen. And if it's out of his character, guess what? And he's not calling you to be out of his character because we are to be more like him. He made us in his image and we are to 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 come closer to his character each day. His response. For his purpose. So I tell you today, before you draw the sword, make sure that you're hearing for Jesus. May the sword we swing not one of flesh, but of the Spirit of God, revealed by the truth of His Word. And then the Spirit of God, which gives us constant reminder that it is of Him. Confirmation, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. If there's something that calls for an instant reaction, that's why we need to know the heart of God, the Word of God, and to be in the Spirit of God. For the most part, things that happen down the road, we should be praying and waiting for answers. Amen? It's about the heart of God and all that we do for the purpose of God. Let me pray with you today. Someone needs prayer today. I ask that you come forward. We might pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you today, Lord God, for each one here. I thank you for the move of your spirit. Lord God, I thank you that you love us so much that, that you're willing to put the ears back on of those we cut them off from, Lord God. And Lord, that you're faithful to forgive us even in our, in our zeal to do Oh, work for you, Lord God, where we fail in that and do it the wrong way or too soon or too late, Lord God. We ask you for forgiveness, but Lord God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, that you love both the, the aggressor, the transgressor. And Lord God, you see us both as the same, knowing that we are sons and daughters of you. Desiring that none be lost. Forgiving our sins and revealing the truth of your word. Bringing brothers and sisters aside to help guide us and to encourage us. To lift us up when we can't lift our own heads up. That we not walk alone. That's why you sent them out two by two. For accountability. For strengthening. For confirmation. Help us, Lord God, to know your word, to desire your presence, and a willingness to stay in your presence. We're saying, take me past the outer courts, the brazen altars, into an area where the curtain was rent, and Lord God, into your presence, the holiest of holies. Help us to desire that for your honor and for your glory, for our victory over the fears, the sins, the transgressions. In Jesus' name, amen.